Hey, everybody, it's Max joining you from my home base because we have a very special Inside LAFC podcast. We have reached the MLS Cup playoffs, and coming up, I will be joined by a select group of national media. You know them, you love them. They will hit you with our LAFC playoff preview and our MLS playoff preview as well. We will have our picks for MLS Cup and who is going to win it all. The MLS Cup playoffs, the best show in town. We are getting ready for it here on Inside LAFC Podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. The podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the Inside LAFC Podcast. As you can see, I'm well accompanied here with our crack MLS Cup playoffs panel. We do the introductions. To my right on the screen, there is Marcelo Balboa, three-time World Cup player, Apple TV analyst in Espanol, and also for Tudene. Welcome, Marcelo. Wow. He's got. We got to turn the mute off there, Marcelo. I don't. I don't wow! Know. Wow! Wow! After that great intro, too. there we go. I'm going to say, Marcelo, you looked like you were spitting fire there, too. That sounded like a great intro. I was ready to go, man. I was saying I, I was going to start off with my low voice like Mo, and I'm excited to be here. Well, we appreciate you being true to yourself with the Colorado outdoor look. Excellent. Uh, below him is Tom Bogert, MLS USMNT Insider. You know these people. I know you know them, but I'm just doing these introductions for someone who may be tuning in for the first time. MLS USMNT Insider for The Athletic. You can hear him on Extra Time and also on Apple TV. Uh, Tom is uh, top three, Mount Rushmore of mustaches, but so much more. He's where we get our uh, our great information. Hello, Tom. How's it going? I, it's nice of you to say so much more than mustache, but come on, we all, we all know it's it, it's doing it's doing a lot of carrying for me. Dude, branding, man. It's all about it. And thanks for not thanks for not mute, muting your microphone. Uh, next to Tom below is Maurice Moadu, a former U.S. men's national team player, also a former World Cup player, doing great work. I mean, I, I have two pages of where you work, Mo. Do you want me to list it all off? Uh, <laughs> I got time CBS, for all that. CBS, Paramount, Fox. Did I get it all? I think that's everything. Yes, we got some hardworking men here, and they're very busy, so we appreciate their time. So we're going to get in here. We're going to have a nice, healthy conversation about LAFC. We're also going to talk about some playoffs, and ahead we'll give you our MLS Cup picks. So I hope you guys have Ooh. something in store for that. At least you have some time to think about it. But <laughs> we are <laughs> we're going to begin here with LAFC uh, and Denny Buwanga, who won the Golden Boot, twenty goals. He added one. I spoke to John Thorrington this week, and I go, "What do you think about?" uh Denny's season and how can he secure it he goes I think he's gonna add another goal he did uh 20 goals so uh, I'll start with you uh cello and we've seen a lot of golden boots this is the third time in five years for LAFC it doesn't the golden boot and 20 goals doesn't tell the whole story of what he has done but what has impressed you about the season Buanga has had he needs to get kicked harder man no one kicks him what's going on your point <laughs> yeah <laughs> What happened True to defender good, right what there. What happened to those good two-footed tackles, laying the law down, letting players know that the defender's there to – now, listen, he's had a good year. If you go back and you look at all the games, the opportunities he's missed, he could have been at 30 goals easy this year. So, uh, quick, uh, loves to go one-on-one. -on -one. Not a lot of players you see in this league going at players one-on-one. -on -one. When he gets in front of the box, he's not – um, one of those players, it's like, okay, let me share the ball. He's a little bit selfish, which is good. That's how you score goals. And uh, 
Listen, and to just be realistic, the only way L.A. has a good chance of making it to the final, he's got to be on fire for the next three to four games in order to get them into the final because Carlo's a little off. Other guys are a little off. So Bawanga, for me, is is the key to this group. If if he stays in form and he can put the ball in the back of the net, LFC's got a good chance to make a run. Tom, I mean, the perception uh, is interesting because with Carlos Vela, but is it safe to say LAFC's success in this playoff really rely on Buanga continuing to score a lot of goals? Yeah, more so Buanga. Um, and I will say, Marcelo, maybe he's not getting two-footed because people can't catch up to him. This dude is so explosive and dynamic, like, you can't yeah. even get near him. So I think what I'm most impressed by is that, like, I don't think that finishing is one of his, like, top three qualities, right? Like, his his pace and dynamism, his one-on-one ability um, in space and transition or against a, a set defense, and his ball-striking ability. Like, finishing isn't one of the things he's best at, and he's still scored 20 goals in the league and, what was it, 30-whatever you know, across all competitions. He's been incredible this season. So I wouldn't go as binary as it has to be Buanga or no one because I do think Bell is still a big game player. And, again, the small sample size is less small when it's the best of three series here. Obviously, Buanga, I think, is their most important attacking piece. But, uh, again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a sucker. I, I still look at Carlos Vela and think of him in, in that same category in a, playoffs, in a playoff series, in a playoff game. But, yeah, like, Buanga's season's just been unreal. I think he's a joke. The guy is an absolute freak of nature. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 20 goals. I, I, I don't disagree with you, with both of you, that um, – he could have had more, but even in saying that, like he went on that little bit of a drought and that's where I started drifting yep. my mindset of too. Uh, is he going to win the golden boot? I started leaning towards, you know, players like Yakamakas who play as a traditional number nine. Cause in my mind, I'm like, they're going to get more service. They're going to get more opportunities, but his ability to just consistently go from zero to a hundred, his acceleration, his constant like, desire to take players on to be one B one to be one before to get a strike off with this much of a window to get the shot off against Vancouver to score his goal. Like that's the part that intrigues me. And I feel like cello to your point about players kicking him. I think it's hard at times because one, yeah, he is incredibly quick. He's elusive with the way he changes pace, but also he gets a strike off with such a small window. Like it's just a quick release. All he gets is that he gets that little small second, two second, half a second separation and he's getting the strike off. So for me, he's a game changer. He's the one. He is the X factor. I think if this team, if LAFC is going to make a run to MLS Cup, I agree. I think he's the one that's going to – it's become his team now. You know what I like? I'm In every this iteration really of this – His mentality. And I'll say this because how many players have we seen come back from international duty day of, night before, and they're like, no, I'm going to start off on the bench. This kid has come back from international play and has started games within 24 hours of him landing back in L.A., that less, less than 24 hours. Yeah, that mentality. Like six, 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 cyborg. I wish more players had that mentality of, you know what? I just want to play. I got off the plane. I'm okay. Put me on the field. Let's go. Let's play. I love that. I'm it's convinced crazy. he's a machine. He can't, he can't be a human. It's, it's yeah. like, this is the yeah. busiest. I think this is the busiest season in MLS history in terms of games yeah. played for the team. And this dude's not just always out there, but like yep. always like the end, the end of the game against Vancouver, he's the fastest player on the field. still, yep. like making the most runs. It's unreal. He's just never satisfied. I mean, yeah. how many hat tricks did he have this? He scored a hat trick, what, in every competition four, this year? Four hat tricks. It's, wow. it's incredible. Yeah. I just, when I watch him play, I think the reason why he's so hard to defend is just because his mentality, to your point, Cello, is he's just never satisfied. Yeah. If he yep. scores a goal, he wants two. If he's on two, he wants yep. three. If he's on three, he wants four, right? Yep. He wants to just consistently get the ball, go, go, go. And, 
in a playoff series, whether it's home or away, if it's a tight game, I'm saying give this guy the rock and let him create something. Yep. Because even if it's not him scoring the goal, if it's him taking on a player, if it's him now yep. drawing two defenders, well, that opens up space for Carlos. Yep. That opens up space for Oliveira. That opens up space for Bogus to make a run out of midfield. And yep. I think that's where this team becomes incredibly dangerous. I want to see his numbers. I want to see his GPS yeah. numbers. He, right. it's great. This is great for our audience, guys, yeah. because they hear us talk about Denny Boanga, but here the national media and how they've been impressed is excellent. And one little uh, little detail about him that some I've heard described, he's like a kid who loves the game. He just, I want to play. I want to play. It's first yeah. and foremost. And you figure most people are like that, but maybe it's not the case with everyone. Mm. And as a professional, you got to track a few things, but they, he yeah. still has that that jovial quality. Uh, LAFC way, or his yes. athleticism, I'm sorry, I just got to end with that. Like, you're watching that. It, the, and I'm going to take it even, like, I'm not going to even assess his athleticism based on his playing. Do you see his celebration after he scored against Vancouver? He's jogging, and then he casually slows down because he's going to do one thing. Then suddenly he just switches. No, I want to do a flip. And from, like, a, like a standstill, he does a flip. That's dangerous. Like, come on, man. <clears throat> I'm not sure if yeah. I'm the coach. I want him doing that. No, if close <laughs> right. to a playoff, I, you know. If we continue but this conversation crazy. any further, we might get him the MVP award. This is excellent. But we have to move on. <laughs> it's a good debate. Uh, LA, <laughs> it is a good debate. I mean, it's people on there about Lucho Acosta, and I voted it's for Lucho Acosta, full full transparency. I had him this weekend. I'll be honest with you. I had him this weekend. And when him and Almada, when they're both on, I would have to put – I have. To, I hate to say it, but Bawanga drops to third for me. Those two, when they're on – I'm telling you, I, I was amazed when you get to see them play in person, what they see compared to everybody else. But 20 goals, it's a lot to say. Let's, uh, let's talk about the playoff format. Uh, my producer, Yuli Roman, <clears throat> saying move along, and we will. Move. LAFC Vancouver. This is a, a – I don't know if it, both these teams really wanted to see that. They played each other in the final match of the season. They played each other in CONCACAF Champions League slash Cup. This will be, they'll play their fifth time and a sixth time, possibly a seventh time. We talked about Denny Buanga. I will say this that I think is really important when you look at playoffs and there's a comparison to ice hockey. You need good defending, Marcelo, 100%. Defenses win championships. LAC's done that very well. We saw Maxime Crepeau make a penalty save, and essentially his woodwork helped him on the second one, but he guessed correctly. That's locked in. They haven't given up a lot of goals. This is... We'll talk about the playoff format here, but obviously you get that home field advantage. It's going to be tough. Vancouver's been really – they've been one of the four or five teams. I'll start with you, Tom, and then you guys can jump in on the back end. Uh, Vancouver's been really impressive. They have a game plan. They have players in each position. By the way, I was watching the game again this morning uh, uninterrupted. Uh, Greg's kids, he has some Tyler Adams in him. It's very nice. I don't know if he's going to play a lot because he's come in to fill in the injury, but they are very tight. Uh, we don't give them a lot of respect for this Vancouver team, but how do you see this matchup, Tom? I, this is my favorite first-round matchup in the West. Like, I think that these two teams are, are very fun against each other. I think that decision day game was a lot of fun, again, even without Kubas, even with, with like you said, yeah, seating was on the line for both teams, but different than a do-or-die type of game. So I'm really excited. Both teams are going to be open. <clears throat> both teams are going to try to play. The attacking duo of, of Gold and Brian White has gotten its due towards as the season has went on. It used to be very, very underrated. I love Andres Kubas, the defensive midfielder. Richie Larea has been really good for them. That's not, you know, a big surprise or anything. But the way that this system is, it really allows him to get forward as, as much as he possibly can, as much as he possibly wants. So it's a really good fit. And then on the other side, again, like, Elliot, like, this is going to be a game. This is going to be a series, I think, that's 
dominated by transition, and I think it's going to be end-to-end and a whole lot of fun. So I don't know exactly which way it's going to go. LEFC definitely has the edge. Obviously, the best seed. I think that they are the better team. But Vancouver is so, so good as well. And, uh, and again, like this is easily the, the uh, first-round matchup in the West I'm looking forward to. I look After at the LAC, uh, love. I'm getting a little nervous here now. <laughs> I, I no, and I think I think uh, Tom's spot on with a lot of that. I think just looking at when you play against the same team so many times <clears> in a season, and now <laughs> it starts to throw off like what who has the advantage, right? Because uh, early in the season, LAFC CCL they smacked Vancouver home and away three 0 I think it was in both in both settings, right? And then you come back to league play, albeit it was a different and maybe not a first-choice LAFC team, they lost at home. And so for Vancouver, like, although they have to go on the road potentially twice in this series, you have that in your head. Like, we've gone there before and had success. You're not worried about who the personnel was that was on the field that day. It's just more so you've been in this building, you've taken the what that crowd brings to that atmosphere, and you found a way to win. So, And then just looking at the most, the most recent game, you're at home in Vancouver, and you're two penalty kicks away, or you're one penalty kick away from, from picking up a win there as well. So I think it's a matchup. Both teams will feel confident in LAFC. They have the history when it comes to now they've gotten over that line. They know what it takes to win an MLS cup. This, a lot of these players were part of that team. They have a coach and Steve Trundolo who now knows what it takes to go through a playoff series. Although it's different this year, different dynamics and different setup. They know how to weather that storm. They know what it takes to get to that finish line and now walk past it. So I agree. This is going to be probably the most fun uh, matchup in the West for sure because you have two teams that that are gonna go for it. They have you have goal scorers, you have star players, different different kind of I don't want to say tier star players, but different star players in terms of the recognition that they get from a, a national standpoint. And I think there'll be a chip on Vancouver's shoulder a little bit because of that because they don't they maybe don't feel like they get their due in terms of what their team how their team plays, the personnel their team has, and the level of consistency against some good teams they've shown over the course of this season. I'm just going to say, uh-huh. You guys said it all. Listen, this is, I think this could be, <laughs> this could be one of the matchups that goes to three games, three penalty kicks. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's that close. The difference is for me is if Ilya Sanchez decides to sit in front of the two center backs and just kind of mark that space, or does Ilya step up and help in the midfield where they're going to need the help? Cause we've seen them both. When Ilya Sanchez steps in and helps Mark, that midfield now is a little different. When you drop off and you let him sit in front of the two center backs, the other teams have more room to play. So I think it's going to come down to that midfield role of how they play. Um, I look at it as, as one team's got star power. The other team believes in family. They believe in themselves. They believe in what the coach is selling them. That mentality that we can beat anybody, almost what Pablo's doing with Real Salt Lake, that's what I see with Vancouver. This is a team that's not relying on one, two, three. This is a group that's going to go out and it's going to defend as a group. It's going to attack as a group. If the ship goes down, they're not going to blame each other. They're just going to take responsibility as a group like we've seen it, and they're going to move on to the next game. So one mistake, one indecision of do I pass it, do I mark this guy, do I not mark this guy, could cost you a game. A set piece could cost you a game. They've got Carlos Vela. They've got gold. So, you know what I mean? It's that tight of a match that, again, I look at it with star power and a group that's united and believes in each other. And at the end of the day, I see three games, three penalty kicks. How long is uh, that? part of the new playoff format, by the way. Yeah, How long is Kubas out? 
Because I think that'll be, to your point about Ilya Sanchez, Cello, yeah. I think Kubas for Vancouver, yeah. I think Berhalter has done a, a – Yeah. I think he's done a good job yeah. and as his replacement. But I think Kubas is another level, and it gives them a little bit more security, yeah. a little bit more um, control yeah. in transition moments, which LAFC thrive on. So when Vancouver – because they're going to get their wingbacks forward, yeah. Richie LeRae on one. Yeah. Like, they're going to get yeah. forward. They're going to commit numbers yeah. forward because – and we saw that in the last game, but now in those transition moments yep. is where I think if Burhalter's playing, he's got to stand on his head, which I think he's done relatively well. Um, and and yeah, I'm excited to be yeah. calling that one, man. It's yeah. gonna be fun. <laughs> that we should mention uh, Keith Costigan and uh, Modu will be on the call for that. So that's part of the reason we had him. <laughs> we had to get someone who's going to be locked in. He's already doing his research. We're helping him. We're helping him do his research. You so have. You this have is why nuggets. I said yes to the call. You have a work like, you know permit. Let me get prepped. You have a work that's permit for- to go. You're going to get your passport stamped, <laughs> man. We got to figure that out. No, that's serious. Have- we got to figure we, that out. We were we were supposed to do the game, but we don't have work permit. So yeah, that's all <sighs> I got to get sorted, man. I know. Yeah, Vancouver's news. a lovely. Vancouver's lovely this time of year, just like Colorado. I game know. one is Saturday at BMO Stadium. Uh, 8 p.m. meets 5 p.m. local, I should say. Game two uh, will be November the 5th, a Sunday uh, at BC Place. And uh, game three, which it looks like uh, will be in play here Thursday, November the 9th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. BMO Stadium games available on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Maxime Crapo, former Whitecap. Mark Dos Santos, former assistant, also Whitecap. LAFC have done well there at BC Place this year. They won in CONCACAF Champions League, tied on decision day historically they have not played well i believe four straight losses coming in so there you have it uh i think some of the f- supporters here are a little nervous but this is playoffs it's and the we know that the lines are very fine in the positioning we touched on the playoff format and we'll talk that we'll talk that now this new format here 18 teams you have a wild card game which will be played on wednesday you have games if they end tied as marcelo touched on will go directly to penalties, no extra time. You'll get extra time in the following rounds, which are one-off games when you get to the conference semis, conference final, and then MLS Cup. But here we are. This is the best of three. There are some questions here, Tom. Certainly at the top of the list for me is protecting the higher seeds. Last year, you had the top seeds make MLS Cup, which, you know, you want some, you want fun and and hijinks in the postseason, but you do want to protect those teams. Are we protecting the higher seeds in your estimation? Again, where there's we have a clear-cut team at the top in the East. It's a little bit muddier in the West, but are we protecting the higher seeds with this new format? I think last year more so because that there wasn't the best of three in the first round, um, but the fact that the conference semifinals, conference finals, and MLS Cup, whoever the better seed is hosts, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about the playoff system in MLS, that it's not a neutral field or it's not, again, in, you know, in other traditional American sports where it's a best of five and a best of seven where, yeah, both teams get three home games if, if the series goes that long. And the only real benefit to being the higher seed is, is you get a game seven if it gets there. So I really love that in one-off games around here that, that the regular season matters that way. Um, we'll see how it affects these first-round series. Obviously, it's going to be the first new data points for best of three since I don't even know when the last year was that, that MLS had this as a format. So we'll see exactly how that, that plays out. But again, like I, I really do love the the one-game knockout games where the, the better team hosts. There's a big gap there, too, uh, for the international break from the 13th of November. Yeah, but, so it's yeah, going to be interrupted, but, which is not ideal, but I think it's good. Nothing they can do. Listen, nothing's yeah. better than 2021 where Colorado had 23 yeah. days off winning 
getting the most points in the West. And New Playing England Revolution, I had 28 <laughs> days off. So anything's better than that format because once you're in form and once you're in rhythm as a player, taking two weeks off without a competitive game, three weeks off without a competitive – a week off without a competitive game, maybe, but that was too much. So I'm a fan of the, yeah. of the three games. I think it's great because – uh, two games, we saw it before in this playoff. One team would sit back and then wait till they went home. And now you've got to come out. You've got to play. I do like when you get to the semifinals and finals of the conference. It's a one-off game, the highest seed. My problem is this, is when two teams reach an MLS Cup, they both deserve. They're both of their fans. And if we're a fan-oriented league, both teams should be able to host. Highest seed holds the last game. I'd like to see both teams get that reward for getting to the final for their fans because this league is nowhere without the fans we have. And when you're able to give a home and an away game in a final like they do in Mexico, I think it, it celebrates what we all want to celebrate, a game at home, the ability to reach a final, and, uh, and let the fans enjoy that last shot. But I like the format now. I can't wait to see if it's a positive or a negative thing because we'll all find out because we're all going to experience it together. But uh, I like that at least they're, they're experimenting to try to get – the best out of teams into the playoffs. You you want it? You want a home and home in the final, or you want Heck a yeah. three, best of three? Home, 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 home and home. I want that. Home and home. On Christmas, I love the one game. game. I love the one game. Set off with their family and watch. On, I don't know. Watch I, I like. I mean, twenty because to me, I I I love the sentiment of rewarding the fans. Yeah, I hear all that, but it's, it's to me, it's like, well, if you're giving the advantage, if you're if you're trying to reward what you've done in the regular season by giving the seating in every round up until that point, the higher team has that advantage. Yeah. So best of three, you're going to have two home games. But listen, the next Mo, round if is we're, one, if game, one game, one game. If we're experimenting. The NBA finals is best of seven. The world series of baseball is best of seven everywhere you go. So why not? If you're experimenting, cause that's what they're doing right now. Why not? And experiment they're Americanizing it too. Yeah. yeah but but not, what I'm saying not, though is, but I just you know, don't. I, I, I me, hear what you're like, saying. It's kind of backwards that you would do one game here, one game one, and then the final you're gonna uh, give a home and away. Listen, if you're experimenting, trying to figure out what works for everybody, and if you're gonna try it for a year, because MLS has tried a bunch of different things. Am I wrong? We've seen a lot of experimentation going on. Why not try it and see how it works? Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. I would like to see if you're gonna experiment. I'd like to see that experiment and see how it works out one year, just to see. So it's it's interesting, and you'll have teams that will have rest, uh, and not everyone will have that gap together, so yep. there won't be that misbalance. But it's very interesting as we we look in towards this new format. As a broadcaster, I love it. Uh, more games to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move let's move along here, guys, to uh, the playoff preview, and we we kind of touched on it there with the format again. Um, the top teams. If they can navigate through, we'll get uh, a one-off game at the home. And look, part of the format, too, is rewarding teams for making the playoffs. Yeah. That's what you're getting there. Uh, Tom, let's look at the what we're seeing here uh, in the East and the West. That We have FC Cincinnati with that great season. Orlando finished second. Uh, Columbus third. Uh, in the East, it really looks like there's a lot of teams that could do it. On the West, St. Louis, their gap small, uh, shortened to two points with Seattle, and then you had LAFC. But looking at this playoff, I mean, maybe a good jumping off point is how many teams could make a run of the 18 that are in there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I get it. Like, I think that there's more of them in the East. 
So we'll see how this all shakes out because I think it's like five of the seven teams, five of the seven top teams in Sporter Shield were all in the East. And I just think that there's kind of more quality in, in, in that conference this year, particularly at the top end. So I don't know what the exact number is, but I'd be like all the top four in the East, I could see. And then you could talk me into Nashville if they kind of get hot. Like Gary Smith's masterclass of a lot of penalty shootouts. Great defense. But, but like just, just right there, that, that, that's five teams in the East right there. Like, so I don't know. I think it's pretty wide open this year. I think the East is – I think in previous years, like the last few years, it's been the West has had the, the advantage in terms of the mm-hmm. stronger league. But I, I agree the East this year. Uh, I, picking a favorite is hard. It's hard to bet against Cincy because of what they've done. But that being said, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Wilfred Nancy and, and Columbus. And that series against Atlanta is going to be wild. We were there – what was it, two weeks ago now, three weeks ago, when they played Atlanta. And they cool. – I mean, they smacked Atlanta. Like they went into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and it's so funny because me and Keith kept saying on air, like, for as good as this looks, it was only one 0 We're like, for as good as this looks, Columbus have to find a second goal because the 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 aura of Mercedes-Benz Stadiums, for whatever reason, craziness always seems to happen there. <clears throat> like they got a way to to finish off this game because, I mean, it was a masterclass. Tactically, I think Wilfred Nancy is really really sharp, and that's why I like this matchup because Gonzalo Pineda also mm-hmm. is very very focused on tactics and they, you know, like to make little small tinkers here and there that play a big role in the way the game shapes out. So I think that's going to be the best. That's the best matchup I'm looking at. I think that one's going to be exciting. I think you're going to see goals as two teams that want to be ball dominant, create overloads, get numbers forwards, uh, forward. They both made some big changes this last window, bringing in some important pieces that have really for Columbus has given them a little bit of a boost in terms of Diego Rossi coming in to replace um, Zellerayan. But more so for Atlanta United, they needed to, they really needed some change and they brought in some pieces that have really helped to elevate that team. So that's the series that I'm looking at where I think, you know, winner of this one finds himself in a conference final, potentially MLS Cup. Oof. Um, I'm going to stick West Coast and they're struggling this year. We'll leave it at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did Atlanta and Atlanta with Almada out the first game because of the red card. Uh, Yakomakis with an ankle injury where he got studded pretty good from Miatska. Mm-hmm. We did the game this weekend, so I'll be curious to see how he is. Um, Cincinnati, yeah, they got caught in transition so many times that, I mean, Atlanta could have put two or three on them in the first half. Um, man, I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I think there's uh, Orlando. No one Orlando's. wants to talk up. No one wants to talk about Orlando right now. But Orlando's flying. I don't know if it's under the radar because when you're in second yeah. place in the East, it's not under radar. But Oscar's got to get to that point. I know it's but a little Oscar's bit under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know Orlando. We know Oscar. Oscar's got to be able to now find a way to get past that second round, get into a semifinal, get into a final. I think that's what we're waiting for from Orlando. We're waiting for that one moment, that one run that they make. And I think that's what we've been waiting for. But I don't. I, I put them right there, man. I, I put them right there in the East. I, I think that could be an interesting Cincinnati, Orlando, West Eastern Conference final. Um, just because just, of the fact the players they have, the style they play. Um, if you go to Orlando, it could be 90 degrees or it could be 80 degrees, but you know you're going to get heat there. Can they handle going playing somewhere cold? That's the problem. But uh, I, the West Coast, I, I, I'm just going to leave it open. I think any, any one of those teams could make a run and go to the final. But the battle is going to be of in the East Coast for me. Who who's gonna 
who's going to go on a run of three or four games to reach that MLS Cup? Can I can I throw in there that uh, before we rule out Philly completely, um, never say never with Philly, man. We, we, they, we they, didn't rule, we didn't agree. rule out Philly. I'm just saying we haven't Philly. we haven't mentioned them. Is all I'm saying. Is all I'm saying. Well, because they're, they're they're MLS Cup finalists. They're not supporter shield winners, so we're not supposed to talk about. We got to put all the pressure on Cincinnati. They're the fair, team that has fair. pressure. St. Louis. Are they the best team? In, they're the best team in the West. They have all the pressure. They've got to find ways to do what LAFC did last year. Take the home game, take the supporter shield, and make a run all the way to the final. Can those two teams do it? That's where the pressure I, is for me. I agree with that. I just, I was just going to say, I think Philly has – they might be playing with a new a – new, a new why, right? Like, everyone has their own – you have your collective motivation, you have your individual motivations, but, like – with the ownership group coming out and saying that, like, Bedoya's not coming back next year. Kai Wagner's not coming back next year. If this holds true and both players are exiting, I, you could see a group that's now galvanized to say, we're going to send them off in the best way. A couple players have already come out on social media, you know, staking or stating why and, and giving support behind, like, Bedoya and whatnot. So I I just, you, Chell, you know, when you when you as a group when you find that little that one thing whether it's something that's said in the media one of us says yeah. some dumb shit in the media and you hold that that's your <laughs> you know that's your reason it's so easy for a group to come together and say all right let's just get it done so I or, don't fall apart, or fall apart or fall apart couple quick tidbits uh, Columbus I really like but not great away and that's something they're gonna have to face if uh, Orlando and Cincinnati advance. We haven't spoken about Houston, who have been so good defensively, but they finished their fourth. Mm -hmm. Also a very dangerous team. Real quickly, guys, we're going to go through the West. Give me your best Western Conference first-round matchup and a, a quick explanation why you're looking forward to it. Oof. Go on, Mark. I already gave you LAFC Vancouver, so I won't report yeah, that. I'll repeat myself. I'll, I'll lay out. I'll yeah. lay out. Well, that's what who I was going to say because I'm, I'm calling that game. So LAFC Vancouver, <laughs> baby. There's no better one than that. Come on now. It, better, it has to be the best one. They you say know, you guys. I don't know. You know what? I I could see St. Louis, Kansas City being a good rivalry game. You know what I mean? In that first round. Uh, Seattle, Dallas. I think Seattle, Dallas. Dallas historically has given Seattle some issues in the playoffs. So, I, listen, I think they're – is there a clear-cut favorite? I, can you say L.A. is the clear-cut favorite? No, I think it's a pretty even matchup. I think Seattle and Dallas. Dallas showed the other day what they can do at home. So I don't know if there's a clear-cut favorite, but I think all three, all three games are going to be very interesting. Um, I think they could be some, and there will be, not there could be, there will be surprises that teams we think are going to win will lose because it happens in every series. But uh, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing who wins in the wild-card game between Kansas and San Jose to see who St. Louis is matched up against. Yeah. St. Louis, that's the a, first playoff game. It's got to be exactly. That's got to be exactly. the second one now. They target on their back, and they really sputtered at the end in their last uh, couple games. They rested some starters when they went to Vancouver. Didn't look good against Seattle, um, and uh, a little deflating. But hey, they're going to have to. That's a big target, and yeah. they're going to have to deal with it. But yep. uh, uh, bet against them at your own peril. I don't want to get into that <laughs> game either. So uh, let's go to the East. Uh, I think it's going to be LAC Vancouver in the West, but what do you see as the best Eastern Conference first-round matchup, Tom? Yeah, the Columbus-Atlanta. I know that we've hit on this a few times already, but I'm so excited for that. It's unfortunate that Tiago Mata is going to be suspended for that first game, but I don't care. I think that there's going to be a ton of goals across those potentially yeah. three games. I mean, I, if 
Yeah, I mentioned Atlanta, Columbus already, but Orlando, I think uh, that game against Nashville is going to be interesting because can't wait Orlando, for the nil nil in the penalties. Can't wait. It's not going to. It's going to be a hard watch, but it is going to be interesting. <laughs> we we did yeah. the game when it was one shot on goal, right? <laughs> Duncan McGuire goal one nil. But but uh, the reason why I bring it up is because Orlando's good on the road, right? And they've now gone to Nashville and and got that monkey off their back and figured out how to win there. So that kind of takes away that element. And then Nashville, they've kind of. I don't know, fell into the playoffs, right? Like last, I think it was four of the last five games, they they were kept scoreless. Um, so they got to find a way. And Hani, I trust. And Hani, I trust. This man is incredible. So I don't doubt that he's going to come back into form come playoff time. So that's why I think that series can uh, can be intriguing as well. I'm going to go with, uh, with my purple right here. I think the Orlando game in Nashville because we know how good defensively Nashville is. We know they sit back in that low block. We know they like to hit people on counterattacks and transition, letting Mukhtar find any position they can quickly. And I think the way Oscar plays, pushing numbers forward, it could be an interesting high-scoring series for me. So I'm interested to see uh, Oscar and the pressure he feels with contracts coming up, being signed, having new contracts. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a very interesting one to me. Why don't you guys set up your, uh, your shots better with some jerseys? Come on, Mo and Tom. Thank you very much, Cello. First class. As always. I'm trying. I'm tr- uh, I tried, man. I have to hide the liquor. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know when I go visit at the Balboa Ponderosa where I'm going. Okay. I, I collect I like- bottles. I collect bottles. So a lot of the Empty liquor that full. I have, full bottles, but I collect <laughs> bottles. I was in Mexico and I found this new tequila but it had Beautiful. the number 17 on it, which was my number, so I bought it. So I, I'm a collector of Of course, that's why. I love that. Oh, yeah, it was a number. A real connoisseur, I see. <laughs> I, thought, I almost had you guys. The number. I almost had you fooled. That's, uh, well, that's – okay. I like to guys, kill it, dang it. We're going to get our playoff pick. Our, give me your MLS Cup. I, by the way, I like New England. They feel like a big underdog because of everything they've won wow. through this season. So maybe wow. as a five seed, I don't think they're going to win. I'm not picking them, but I, as that Eastern playoff. Is going to be interesting because New England will be really geared up, as all the teams are. So let's go. We'll all be wrong, I'm sure, in a few weeks with this. Uh, maybe our MLS Cup will be wrong by Wednesday if we pick an eight or nine. All Tom, right. who are the? Give me your MLS Cup final and who will win it. Cincy over Houston in the final. Cincy, I like it. Houston, like, two Cincy. orange teams. Wow. Houston, see <laughs> Houston. I like it. Mo, who do you like? Who do I? I want to let's let the little um, the the Cinderella story continue on. So St. Louis out of the West, um, but they fall. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But they fall to. But they fall to <laughs> Wilfred Nancy's Columbus in the not final. Not expecting that from you. God. Yeah. This is this the is not West final. Everybody this is wanted. This is my heart wants. I want to see right, that. So I you see want that you want you continue. want St. Louis Columbus. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Marcelo, are you going to pick someone from Ohio to win MLS Cup? Because we've got two for two thus far. I don't know. You know, I'm sitting there going, we're doing an LAFC podcast. If I don't say LAFC, <laughs> the fans could really get mad at one of us, right? Um, you know, I think it's hard to repeat this. Like, I think we all know that. Um, God, I think you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. I'm, I, I have to agree with Houston. I have to agree with Houston out of the West. The way After you backmouth the Dynamo, you circle no, back. No, no, no. I'm an orange guy. I love orange. It's my favorite color. That's why I said two orange teams in the final. My favorite color. And uh, I know you laugh. Orange is. But I, you know what? Watching them play the other day, they're playing with so much joy right now. And they're playing. They're in such good form. 
Ache Ache has got his team moving in the right direction. Kadaski is on fire. You know what I mean? When you when you're looking at that, it's just something about that team that I think can surprise a lot of people. Out of the oof, out of the east. East. <sighs> you know, I'd the like to flip a coin. I, I gotta go with Orlando. Take a swig of that I 17 got, no, tequila gotta, and let us know. Go, I'm gonna go with Orlando. I'm gonna go with Orlando. Right. I think I think this could be Oscar's year after so many years of getting close and being there. I think that this could be the year they finally they break through with this team they have and uh, and reach the final. Who'd win? Who you have Houston winning? God, I you know, <laughs> I, ha- I have I have to stick with 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 my boy Oscar. And okay. I say Orlando finally finally uh, finally wins it. Okay, I, I the LAFC fan base. I think the decision day was so good because I think Seattle and LAFC are the two best in the West. They'll advance, but Seattle playing at home. We'll move on to take on the Dynamo in the Western Final. Seattle moves on to MLS Cup. They're not – They're not. I, I did their game. Brian Schmetzer says we're tough to beat, and he's absolutely right, and that's going to benefit them in the playoffs. In the East, I am going with Orlando. I'm going to pick Orlando to win it too over Seattle. All right. So we all went with the Eastern Conference again. So yep. Read them and weep. I have it documented here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Had a, had a great time. We learned that Marcelo's favorite color is orange and where he hides the booze. Thank you, Marcelo. Uh, which game are you going to be on? Uh, I have St. Louis and the winner of Kansas City, San Jose. Check that out on MLS Season Pass, LAFC and uh, Vancouver with Keith and Mo. And Tom will be everywhere as he usually is. This was fantastic. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the postseason. It's a fun ride. It always is guaranteed. Inside LAFC Podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe. Tell a friend. We'll see you in the postseason. 